Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Galveston's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Freckhouse, sponsored by Lake Effect. Catch us live at the grand opening of their West Edge location on Friday. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? One of, those, one of those weeks. Oh, again. yeah. You know, it's like, boom, we're already halfway through the week. Which is weird because, like, I feel like today's Thursday. I've, I I almost said Thursday earlier today. <laughs> like, it just, it does not feel like Wednesday. Yeah, it's always why Mondays off are kind of crucial. Yeah. Like, come in, knock out that first day, boom, we're halfway through the work week. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Not uh, not much as laying low, man. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get getting, up to much last night? No. No. Literally mm-hmm. just... Uh, just chilling, working Very on, cool. uh, yeah, just working on some work stuff, getting ready. We got a big weekend ahead of us. Yeah, we're going to be out at uh, our friends uh, Lake Effect that are sponsoring us. Friday, we're going to be out there for their their uh, grand opening on West Inch, so that'll yep. be fun. And then uh, Saturday, I'm literally emceeing the K-Wings game. Yeah, you're going to be at Jurassic Night. That's going to be fun, man. literally going to be hosting the whole thing because uh, our friend Tony reached out to me and she said, hey, the guy who normally does like the the hosting and yeah. the, the games and stuff and the intermission he's got family things happening and we're looking for somebody to fill in do you want to do it and i'm like yeah you're kidding me awesome That's awesome Fantastic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Then I'm going to do the jersey auction after the game, too. Oh, so. cool. Oh, that's right. They had the custom uh, Jurassic jerseys. Yeah. Because they did that for, uh, um, they did that the other night, too, right? They, yeah, they do. the So they did the rainbow jerseys yeah. last Friday. Which, yeah. those were sick looking. Yeah, those was, are really I cool. Was, I was very upset I wasn't there to bid on those. Yeah, they, they do special jerseys. Like, all their promotional games, they do special jerseys for. That's very cool. And then they auction them off after the game, and it goes to charity. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you've won tickets already, or if you're going to Jurassic Night, yeah, uh, you can expect to hear my goofy face all night long. <laughs> So they just hear your face, not your voice. Yeah. Just you rubbing the mic just all over the <laughs> Yeah. They'll never ask me to fill in again. They're gonna ah! come to you after the first period and be like, Mark, we're just gonna go radio silence after Yeah, this. I think Let's... we're gonna we're gonna have one of the new kids take care of her. We're just gonna hand it to a four year old in the, in yeah. the stands. <laughs> What'd you get into last night? Uh, I actually went and tried out uh, the new Thunderbird uh, restaurant there at the old Arcadia Ales. Um, I I made some new friends, uh, Courtney and Michael. Yeah. Um, Well, I I made friends with Courtney on Saturday when we were out hanging out with some other friends uh, for uh, Craft Beverage Week around Kalamazoo. And then met her friend Michael last night when they were meeting me at Southwestern or at, at uh, Thunderbird to try out the food and the drinks and stuff. Yeah. And what's funny is, is I got there before them. So I, I order my drink and I sit down and I'm waiting for them to come in. And this woman walks kind of by me and looks <laughs> at me and she just kind of like stares at me and I'm like staring back at her like, I don't know what's happening here, but this, yeah. is, this is a thing. And she goes, are you Meatball? <laughs> yeah, Meatball. Oh my God. Uh, her name was Stacy. And uh, she's a friend of yours. Yeah. Um, she was like, I know Mark Frank so I love listening to you guys every morning. You know, so, so uh, she's not up until seven o'clock. So she'll have to catch this on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, her and her husband, Jeff, were, uh, were having dinner there as well. That's uh, so they stopped to talk to me. And as I'm talking to them, uh, my friend Courtney and her friend Michael, my, my new friend Michael, walks in the door and she walks in and hugs them. So Courtney knew them. <laughs> so it was literally like, how do you know each other? Oh, I literally met Courtney on Saturday and all of you five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then we sat there and had dinner for like, uh, I don't know, we were there for like two hours or something. It was That's great. Sweet. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The company was awesome, man. 
Um, I, I really appreciate. That's one thing too. I've noticed. Um, like if you if you recognize us in public, come up and say hi. Like don't be don't be shy because like I really do want to meet more people in the community. I love. Yeah, no doubt. I love. It's it's a little awkward there at the beginning because you're like you're staring down a person that you've never met in person. You're just like I don't know who this is, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, come up and say hi anytime that happens because I love I love having those interactions. Like Stacy and her husband Jeff were going to leave. And they were just like, oh, let's sit down for a drink. And then they stayed for like two. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. Um, Thunderbird mules were really good. Uh, I, I had a Kentucky mule, which was really, really good. Nice. The food was food. That's good. I'll just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> the food was food. The food was food. <laughs> Olive Garden, when you're here, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frank House, sponsored by Lake Effect. Catch us live at the grand opening of their West Nidge location this Friday. All right, so Mark, I came across this uh, uh, this thing the other day on the internet. Dashing. This is <laughs> dashing. This is more than a century old now. A little book that uh, got sent out to incoming freshmen for the University of Michigan in 1921. Wow. So 102 years ago. Had stories and warnings of college life from what were current students at the time, writing them to incoming students saying, these are the things you need to be aware of, you know, when you yeah. come to come to university. Um, it is really amazing how much this has changed. <laughs> uh, if you want to read through this book, it's called Advice to Freshmen by Freshmen or from Freshmen, rather. Uh, the link to it is up on the article we've got on the Rocker app. It is quite the eye opener to read. Sent out to all these students, like I said, university presidents uh, at the time sent out uh, a forward to it as well. But yeah, these are actual stories written by freshmen wow. at the University of Michigan telling you like how to interact, how to mingle, you know, picking your roommates. And then there was stu uh, some stuff in there like how to dress and how to make an impact, you know, yeah. things like that. <laughs> what was crazy to me is like when I read this, like it was I, I was in a fraternity in college. This book for incoming just college students read to me kind of like one of those initiation letters for a fraternity. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh expect God. this. These are your expectations. Don't do this. Don't do that. This is what we want from you, you know? Uh, but the chapters are kind of fun to read. There's some there's some interesting little stories in there. There's a chapter called Learning to Loaf. <laughs> learning uh, to Loaf. Learning to Loaf. Um, That's how Meatball learned. <laughs> that's my, that's my go-to guide on how to grow up from being a meatball to a meatloaf. Uh <laughs> I was going to say, that's that's the book that Meatball wrote when he was trying to do the meatloaf tribute a couple of years back. Uh, but this chapter, I guess, talks about like time management, which I, I yeah. think most of these stories are, are more in that kind of vein. Um, but I like this passage from it. The University of Michigan is not a means of entertainment for younger generations. You are not taking a course in billiards, dancing, or fussing. <laughs> Okay. And you're required to read it in that voice, by the way. The old-timey 1920s radio voice. Um, but by far, the greatest thing in the entire book, and this is the most important warning I think you'll catch in this whole thing. It's also in the Learning to Loaf chapter. A very dangerous disease in a college town is the movie mania. 
Oh, God. The movies have been a ruination of many a good student. Don't make your sole purpose in life studying and fussing at the movie. Don't spend all of dad's money on a fairy tale on the screen or otherwise. Lord. <laughs> and if you just joined us, we're reading passages from advice to freshmen from freshmen. <laughs> A 1921 book that they gave to people at University of Michigan, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> Were there silent movies back then? Yes. So the majority of the movies, I think, all, I think all of them, if not most of them, at least, were silent movies. So some of the manic-inducing movies you could see in 1921: The Idle Class <laughs> with Charlie Chaplin. Okay. Uh, the Three Musketeers with Douglas Fairbanks. It's actually a cinematic classic, by the way. Uh, the Affairs of Anatole by Cecil B. DeMille. And this actually is one of my favorite Charlie Chaplin films of all time, The Kid. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. That's the movie that got Jackie Coogan's uh, career started. Hmm. Uh, he was a massive, massive Hollywood star for just, for decades. But yeah, those are the manic-inducing movies that would take up all your time and your father's hard-earned pennies in 1921. <laughs> Literal pennies. The movie was like two cents back then. Right. Um, I also just <laughs> want to point out, this was written 102 years ago, right? For uh, advice for the University of Michigan. This is also now the same school 102 years later. You can get a degree in film. Oh, <laughs> and nice. movies at the University of Michigan, as well as scholarships in puppetry, the zombie apocalypse, and the Starfleet. <laughs> Wow. But watch out for those movies, fella. It's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Daily Five on The Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers. Today, Mark is asking the questions. I am answering, and I got some help on the line here from Blaine. How are you, brother? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. All right, Blaine, you and Meatball teaming up today. You got to help Meatball get three out of five questions correct. It is an even number of days that we're doing this, so you could determine the tiebreaker at the end mm. of the week. So if you help him get three out of five, you are going to help Meatball get the point for the day. And uh, if you guys get four questions right, you guys completely have tied completely up. tied up five. Man, Meatball's in the lead. So if you're ready, Blaine, Meatball, I say we get this going. I'm ready. All right, question number one is in the category of science. Okay. One teaspoon of mass from a neutron star would weigh roughly how much? So this is a teaspoon of mass from okay. a neutron star. Get ready for these numbers. Okay. Six billion tons, <laughs> 12 billion tons, or 40 billion tons. Well, first of all, the teaspoon that you've scooped that matter out with no longer exists. Yeah, right. Um, six, twelve, and what? Six, twelve, and forty billion tons. Gosh, Blaine, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with B. You, the twelve billion going twelve billion down the middle. Yep. I'll tell you what. I like that idea because if it's high or low, 
if it's higher or lower than that, that kind of sets the standard for the rest of Mark's questions today. <laughs> I like the middle. I like Blaine's answer here. Let's go with 12 billion ton, right? Is that what it was? 12 billion tons. Yes, 12 billion tons. Final answer. Actually, on the low end, oh, okay. it is 6 billion tons. Still, that is a lot of weight. Uh, I yeah. believe that is the weight of Mount Everest <laughs> on a teaspoon. Just to put that into perspective, a teaspoon of a neutron star would weigh as much as Mount Everest. Good God. Good Lord. <laughs> Moving on to question number two. You're still in good shape, still able to tie. All right. Geography is number two. Mount Everest. Finally, no, I'm, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hawaii is moving 7.5 centimeters closer every year to what land mass? Is it California, Alaska, or Japan? Oh, I know this. Because, like, the further out you get from the big island, the smaller they get because it's a it's a single, like, lava tube yeah. that's spouting up new islands as it moves on the tectonic plate. I just can't remember which direction it moves. Um, is the Big Island on the east part of Hawaii, Blaine? Do you know? I think it's on the west. Is it? Blaine, do you know? No, I do not. The Big Island is on the... Okay, it's on the east side. Okay. I will give that to you. So I believe the Big Island is the oldest of the islands for Hawaii. Yeah. So that would mean it's moving toward either Alaska or California. Um, I'm going to say California just because, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say California just kind of based on the, the shape and direction of Hawaii in that regard. You good with that, Blaine? Yeah. All right. Makes sense. The tectonic plate, however, is new northern no. moving, so it's heading towards Alaska. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You're a liar. That's, that's well, not true. Meatball, a little salty. <laughs> He's second-guessing himself here, folks. He's struggling. Uh-oh, he needs your support. Okay, question number three, sports. Which NFL position has the longest average lifespan? <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't this pretty sad? Oh, my gosh. And they're all under five years. Oh. <laughs> not not actual life, like career length. Career length. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> lifespan. I was Before like... They get Killed on the field. No, yeah, geez. not at all. I was like, I know some kickers that live to 90, but yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> is, it, is it the kicker, the punter, or the long snapper? Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. Kicker, punter, long snapper. Meatball needs this question to get the point for the day. So the long snapper is essentially still a lineman, so he's taking those hits on the shoulders and legs, and those guys are, you know, they, they're still pretty hefty in size. So I'm going to eliminate that one. Yeah. Punter or kicker? Ooh, man. I, You know, you don't hear a lot about... You, you hear a lot about kickers because they're put a little more in the spotlight, and I know there's some there's some kickers out there. Like, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank. What's that? Punters never get tackled. Yeah. They get hit, but they don't get tackled. You're right. Well, you're not even supposed to hit a punter, technically. Otherwise, they get the ball back. Right. That makes it a, a tough one. Are you? I, I, I'd say, hey, kicker. Going with the kicker? Yeah, because, I, man, I know some kickers that have lasted a long time. I forget his name, but he was with, like, 
Uh, he was with the Colts forever. Uh, and then there was another guy for the Chiefs. The uh, Lions. Was it Drew Hanson? Yeah, yeah. I uh, think you're right. Yeah. Too. Um, cool. There's Prater. Yeah, and Prater. Yep. Um, yeah, let's go with, I'm going to say kicker. I, I'm kind of with Blaine on this one. Let's go with kicker. Kickers do last a long time. No. But punters have the longest career Ooh. lifespan. Oh, my gosh. Out of all three of those. Yep. So punters. I mean, that makes sense that, like, even we've all heard of kickers. You I never was, really hear a featured punter. Well, and that's the thing, too. You guys were dancing around it. Like, they don't get hit. And I'm like, yeah. there they go. They locked it down. But you changed the answer. So, sadly, Meatball, not going to get the point today. But you still have to get these gravy points. They're still important. They're still important. Still important. All right. Let's barrel through these. All right. Quantum physics. Is no- <laughs> History. Mount Everest. History. Okay, this one you should get. Okay. The start and the end of the Civil War had what in common? Is it, it began and ended on the same landowner's property. It began and ended on the same day. And it began and ended on the same numerical day. So like a Monday versus like the 17th. Yeah, so like, the same so day would be it like began it began on, on a Monday. Monday and ended on a Monday. It began on the whatever fourth seven. And, okay, yes. yeah, okay. Interesting. I believe the Civil War started in the North and ended in the South. So I don't believe it was the same property owner because I believe they signed that treaty. Oh gosh, can't remember the name of the place. The same miracle day. Same day. Yeah. That's what I, like that seems like the mo- the the most achievable, like the most likely. So yeah, I, I'm gonna feel like I, I'm gonna go with the same day. Final answer. Jeez. Have you ever heard of a man named Wilmer McLean? Clearly not. Wilmer McLean was living in Virginia when the first battle of the Civil War took place. He had had enough of the fighting and moved to Appomattox, Virginia. You're kidding me four years after the war was coming to an end general lee sent his men to find an appropriate place for him to meet with union general ulysses s grant and they chose mclean's new house appomattox court so he didn't necessarily own the property at the beginning of the war but he owned oh my god yeah he it was the same land it started he he said it started in uh he, he he actually went and quote he said the war was fought in my front yard and it ended, ended in, in my, my front part. Ended in my front parlor. Oh my gosh! All right, go pretty on. Crazy. Get, get the next question. <laughs> hey, that was an interesting piece of history, right there. I learned something. That's for sure. All right, the final question of the day is in the category of geography. Tough day for Meatball. You Mount gotta, Everest. You gotta give us final. Answer. No. <laughs> what is Canada's national mammal? Is it the North American beaver? The Yukon moose or the Arctic fox? It's the beaver, isn't it? Blaine, isn't it the beaver? Um, possibly. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the beaver. Beaver? Yeah, I because like I think there's a joke in How I Met Your Mother about that because Robin Scherbatsky's from Canada and they talk about the national animal being a beaver and then there's a whole double entendre joke about it. Yeah, I think it's the beaver. Final answer. Beaver, huh? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you got one. All right. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, 
Caleb Maple, not able to get the point today, but you did get one question right. You, you got to celebrate the small victories. You're going to need that <laughs> on a tiebreaker week. It is necessary. Well, Blaine. Appreciate the help that you gave Meatball today. Unfortunately, yeah. couldn't pull it out, but you are going to get a four-pack of tickets to Jurassic Night, the K-Wings game for this Saturday, bro. Wait. Kalamazoo's Rock Station for 35 years. 107.7 RKR. It is the Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frank House, sponsored by Lake Effect. You can catch us live at the grand opening of their Westage location this Friday. And uh, coming up this March, right? Yes. Uh, we got this cool event. We were talking a little bit about it uh, yesterday. Why not? Yeah. Um, and that's wine like the drink. Yes. Not. Why not? Wine not. Yeah, this year, uh, first year in three years, actually, that we've had this. Awesome. Going down Saturday, March 4th at the Fetzer Center from 1 to 9 p.m. It is going to be a long day. It's going to be a fun one, though. So things look a little bit different this year. Okay. So important to note, VIP tickets are sold out. So you want to get your general admission tickets to Why Not right now at whynotkalamazoo.com. Okay. Now, you get your tickets to wine now. Like I said, it's at the Fetzer Center over mm-hmm. at uh, WMU. We're going to have over 50 wineries, more than 100 wines for you to sample. Now, back in the day, yes, you had to purchase sampling tickets, not this year. So the tickets are a little bit more expensive with the $50 entry. However, okay. there's no limit to the testing. So you don't have to get tickets to do sampling. Okay. So right. cutting out. Just cutting that right out. So it makes it a lot easier to go and enjoy these wines as well. Um, Like I said, this year we're not using drink tokens. So you get a taste of everything and anything you want there. (laughs) And uh, here's another cool thing too, actually, with the the VIP, the people who got in for the VIP, Mm -hmm. four hours of sampling. Now, general admission, you're still getting in there. uh, Three hours of sampling, you get a tasting glass. There's a couple of different sessions that you can do. It's either mm-hmm. 1 in the afternoon to 4 p.m. So if you feel like going in the afternoon, having some wines, and then maybe go out to dinner with your friends later on, there's an option for you. Or if you want to make it a day, we got the 6 to 9 general admission session as well. Okay. So you can either do day drinking or you can do regular time drinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're also still looking for some volunteers too. So, you know, maybe you're not super keen, or, or maybe you're, you're you're tightening the belt a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you can still take part in this. We just need a little help throughout the day, so you can volunteer, come and help us uh, with some of the vendors and some of the just the just the people moving kind of stuff throughout the day. There'll be some simple task stuff, but if you are a volunteer. You get to try some of the wine out, too. Obviously not while you're volunteering. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but you get to do this. This is another cool option as well. Um, obviously, we appreciate you guys thinking responsibly. We do offer mm. designated driver tickets. Ah, so they're only excellent. $10. They'll, they'll always be available. And regardless of whether or not the event is sold out, mm-hmm. um, to get a DD ticket, you must uh, present the valid 21 and up ID and accompanied a uh, paying attendee. So $10, you're getting a designated driver. So that is pretty good. Yeah. And this isn't like just show up and there's 250, which by the way, 250 wines. That's the hundreds of wines for you to choose from and try out. 
Um, this isn't like just walk in the door and try a bunch of wines. Like there's there's some pairings stuff that we do. Uh, some of the vendors and some of the wineries will be talking about how they make the wine and 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 some other things like that. Like it's it's yeah. very educational too. My friend Nikki just texted me. She said she, her foot's thumping like thumper from Bambi, thinking about <laughs> why not. Because uh, I, I know that's that's where I actually first met her. She yeah. was the last why not. We were at, and this is such a fun event too. Yeah, uh, it's really cool that we get to do this again. So again, why not general admission tickets at whynotkalamazoo.com. They're fifty dollars, but no more drink tickets. You get to sample everything and anything you got there. And then, if you want some more details on how you can volunteer, and maybe if you want to bring a vendor, you can check that out too at wrkr.com and on the Rock. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frakehouse, sponsored by Lake Effect. Catch us live at the grand opening of their West Inge location this Friday. And um, August, you can catch us at a Metallica show. Actually, we want to catch you at a Metallica show out in L.A. The Maximum Metallica Experience. This is awesome, Mark. Yeah, the Maximum Metallica M72 Experience. You and a friend... Could be flying to L.A. Two tickets in hand to see Metallica's back-to-back shows. That's August 25th and the 27th at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. And if you win, you and a friend are in an L.A. hotel for four nights, and then we're going to give you $500 to spend while you're there. That'll pay for some merch. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, they're going to be performing songs from their 11th studio album that's 72 seasons, and... Each night is going to have different openers and a different set list. So yep. it's it's pretty amazing. So Meatball and I are going to be dropping code words for you just after 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then during Ultimate Classic Rock, right after 8 p.m., Uncle Joe Benson is going to give you your last code word of the day. I'm really stoked for this. Yeah, be a part I know, of it. I know whoever wins is going to call me their best friend and take me with them. Yes. That's, that's a real thing that might happen. That's a real thing that m- might... It, Probably won't happen. <laughs> we're a little bit, uh, we're like, what are we, a little over an hour away from your first code word. Yeah, so yeah, make yeah. sure you got the 1077 RKR app on your phone and then click that Metallica button once we give you those codes. So you can enter in to win the maximum Metallica M72 experience courtesy of Black and Recordings and powered by Ace Hardware of Plainwell and Dewajack on 1077 RKR. <laughs> Out of the deepest corners. And the darkest ends of this world. From the Michigan Dockman to Bigfoot, the melon heads of Allegan County, and people from Ohio. This is Weird As Wednesdays. <laughs> Meatball, I purposely told you do not look at the article I wrote this morning because yep. I wanted to get your general and honest reaction from what is the weirdest stories I've ever heard when it comes to missing persons. Okay. All right. I promise I have no context to this whatsoever. You're going to want to check this out on the 107.7 RKR app because... The story I'm about to tell you is maddening. <laughs> it happened 95 years ago. Right. Now, I will say this right off the bat. Sadly, nobody ever found this kid. It's believed he was murdered. Okay. But this is mind-boggling. So, 
It all started in 1928 when a kid named Walter Collins went missing. Okay. While he was on his way to the movie theater, he was living in the in a suburb of L.A. He was apparently never seen after he left the house. Uh, for weeks, the search continued. Nothing. Okay. Fast forward five months later, and all the way in Illinois... There's a boy by the name of Arthur Hutchins who had allegedly been told he looked like the missing boy by someone after running away from home. So this kid ran away from home. He was in a diner and a picture of Walter Collins was in the newspaper and somebody apparently looked at him and said, hey, you look like this kid. Uh-huh. Now, he, he he was unhappy with his home, which is why he ran away. Okay. So in the hopes of making it to Hollywood... He alleged that he was the missing child. Now, if you think the story is weird, get ready because the next psychotic part, oh my gosh, it gets even more psychotic. And I mean that in a literal way. So this kid literally just saw a photo of this kid, this other kid from LA in the paper was just like, I look like him. I'm going to be him. I'm him. So this is five months after this kid disappeared. Okay. Walter's mother spent $70 flying, uh, getting him over because she was like, she had heard. Yeah, Yeah. she had heard that somebody saying that he was the boy was over Uh there. So she was like, you know, nervous about it. She got the kid home. Immediately, she knew that the child was not hers. Okay. And how do you think the fuzz responded? Uh, They told her to, quote, try the boy out. (laughs) Like what? he was a pair of jeans. Like he was just a used car or something? Yeah, try him out. Yeah, give him a shot. She if actually, he's okay. She actually did for three weeks. There are links in this article on the Rocker app where you could see a picture of this imposter child taking a picture with the mother. Then, when she could no longer fool herself, she returned to the police, right? Ready? Ready for this? Oh, no. It gets even crazier. LAPD Captain J.J. Jones called her a liar and a fool and then threw her into the psychiatric hospital. He what? Said, he said, what are you trying to do, make fools of us all? Or are you trying to shirk your duty as a mother and have the state provide for your son? Holy you are the most God. cruel-hearted woman I've ever known. You are a fool. So resolved to bend her to his will and the department's convenience, Jones had the mother committed to the Los Angeles County General Hospital's psychiatric ward for evaluation. She spent five days in the hospital. And then finally, the fake Walter admitted that he wasn't the actual kid. Turns out, turns out he wasn't even from Illinois. He was from Iowa. And after running away, he just worked odd jobs around the country. And yeah. So she was finally released. Apparently, she tried pressing charges against this guy for years and never got her money. No, no, against the officer. Against the officer. We threw her in the psychiatric ward. And yeah, she tried getting money out of this guy, 10,000 measly dollars, which she wanted to use to try to help find her son, and she never got the money. Oh, Naturally, because women back then were kind of treated as... Yeah. Well, just straight up trash, let's be honest. Here, lady, um, here's this kid who says he's your kid. No, he's not. Well, try him out for a little while. Try well, him out. okay. No, I'm telling you, this isn't my kid. All right, you're going into the psych ward. Yeah. You're a terrible person. Apparently, yeah. the return policy for kids is not, It's it doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't work well. This story goes on and on. It's all up there on the Rocker app for you to read, but I just, I cannot believe. 
try the boy out. <laughs> yeah, this one ain't fitting too well. What's the warranty on fake? Chalmazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frank House, sponsored by Lake Effect. Catch us live at the grand opening of their West Nidge location across from Meyer this Friday. All right, so the weather's been weird in yeah, Michigan dude. this year. Um there's a uh, winter weather advisory and snowstorms and stuff for parts of the UP and the upper lower peninsula right now. Um, we're getting this kind of weird drizzly rain. Michigan <clears throat> is on track for possibly some of the highest and lowest winter records ever. That is crazy. It's been abnormally warm in some areas and cold enough to accumulate snow in others. Yeah. So we're looking at some places that are going to, they're, they're at least going to come close to some record snowfall maybe. And I want to talk about that first. Okay. Or, 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 that is a result of something else that's that bigger that's happening. Uh, the record low could be the amount of ice on the Great Lakes this year. Whoa. So because of the warmer temperatures that we've had, and how warm it was, you know, later in the in the fall, coming into winter. You know, we got that big snowstorm in November here in Kalamazoo. Yeah. And we got all that because the lakes, obviously, are still warm. And when a storm system comes across, it evaporates the water off of that. And poof, we get all the, the snow. That's it, how that works, right? Right. Well, it's been warm enough that the lakes haven't really frozen over much. So that brings more evaporation into the air. Of the, of the water from the lakes. Yeah. So when that happens, you get more precipitation, which is why right now it's warm enough that we're just getting kind of some sprinkly rainy stuff. And up north, they're getting all this snow. Yeah. Um, the ice is a concern. Um, Lake Superior is only about 2.4% covered in ice. Normally, it's somewhere around 12%. Lake Michigan should be at 14% covered in ice. It's only at about 3%. And this is all typically on the far northern parts of the lakes right now. Yeah. Lake Huron supposed to be 22% covered in ice, only about 4% covered. And Lake Erie should be like a third covered in ice right now. It's at 3.4%. Lake Ontario, is, it, it's not really around here. It doesn't really affect Michigan weather, but it's not great either. So all of this... Warm temperature, low ice is allowing for the precipitation to be sucked up out of the, the lakes and then dropped on all the states around us, yeah. i.e., you know, the lake effect stuff that we saw in November here and then also what they're getting in Buffalo off of Lake Erie, which is just insane. This is leading to some potential high amounts, close to record amounts in some places. Uh, Grand Rapids is on track for 68 inches of snow. Dang. Which is only 20 inches, inches shy of their record in 1951-52. But the way these storms are stacking up when they do come through, all it takes is one big storm. Because, yeah. I mean, we've been seeing, you know, between 15 and 20 inches sometimes in these snow in these storms. Boom. That's it, you know. So places like that are seeing incredibly high snow amounts because of the moisture coming off the lakes. Now, likewise, Muskegon... Normally, one of the snowiest cities in the state of Michigan has seen very little snow this year. Uh, they're on track for, I believe, uh, 24 inches total. Jeez. They had one year where they didn't have any. So that's that record will never be broken. I don't think you can have negative amounts of snow. Um, 
But yeah, Muskegon is on track for one of their lowest averages ever, and they're one of the snowy, snowiest cities in the state in the state of Michigan. The Upper Peninsula, when you factor that into it, the Keweenaw Peninsula, yeah, not uncommon for them to get like 300 inches of snow off of Lake Superior stuff of that nature. They're already at like 111 inches of snow up there total. And they're getting hit again this week. They've still got all of February, half of January, and then March and April, they still will tack on probably 50 to 60 inches of snow, too. That's crazy. They could, it's very possible they could come close to the record of 390 inches of snow this year. So you're talking about record warm temperatures, not record necessarily, but unseasonably warm temperatures across Michigan. Yeah. Resulting in potentially low amounts of ice on the Great Lakes and potentially high amounts of snow in parts of the state. <laughs> that is nutty, dude. And I'm even taking a look uh I'm even taking a look towards the upper portion of yeah. the uh lower peninsula here. Oh, and yeah, my brother there's... was telling me even in um Traverse City they haven't gotten snowfall since before Christmas, yeah. which is crazy cuz like yeah. that's like it, it like pretty much kind of shuts everything down during the winter because it's a resort town. Yep. But yep. yeah, man, it, the weather patterns are super freaky. And I'm kind of looking around like, is this the worst that, like, was November the worst we're going to get this winter? Yeah. I don't know. It, of course, you say that now you jinxed us and we're going to be buried in it at some point. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, hey, I was promised Michigan winners when I got up here and I got it. For like, <laughs> you know, three days and then it was gone. But 